episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 4, Episode 3, The Outsiders. The original air date for this episode was November 28th, 1988. It was directed by Michael Vahar, and it was written by... Michelle petit Lasanti, who looks like she has a crap load of soap credits. Uh, she started on Young and the Restless, uh, but she's also written for Guiding Light, As the World Turns, Port Charles, One Life to Live, and she was a head writer for like 570-something episodes of Days of Our Lives. Oh, wow. So a lot of soap yeah. credits. Um, this episode is kind of a mix of a couple things, but mm-hmm. based on the release date, I think part of it was based on the Baby Jessica and the okay. World story. Okay. Because this is about a year after that happened. But it's a, I would say it's a combination of that and Witness. Right. But why don't we discuss the plot a little bit in brief here. All right. In this episode, uh, MacGyver is in an accident and uh, helped by a small Amish community who is about to have their homes torn down by a local construction company. Right. And we start with him just kind of driving on some road through Pennsylvania. Yeah. Talking about having just completed some like space simulation yeah space simulation i'm I'm actually kind of more curious about that plot than (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think now is there any episode that involves space at all of MacGyver? i mean i i'm sure there must be at least one or two but i can't think of anything specifically aside from involving it as vaguely as this episode it it seems like we go the other way with macgyver it's like we always go underground with robots yeah versus like out up into space out up into space yeah all the future stuff is underground Mm mm-hmm as it should be. Yeah. This is the 80s we were, we, where we feared that the surface would be uninhabitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's driving along and talking about uh, having just completed this other mission. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to get a break. And then suddenly he gets a flat tire. Yeah. And oh. just goes flying off the yeah, road. Yeah, he, he, he completely loses control of the vehicle. Um, and uh, as he's driving down the road, he like he had passed by a young girl and an Amish boy just kind of like playing in a field yeah that he had just waved at them mm-hmm. and but so the jeep is getting ready to go over like a small embankment down uh like oh like a just like a ravine a very rocky ravine yeah and so he just preemptively jumps out of his jeep uh which is good because the jeep was completely flattened on the top yeah but he jumps and flies out onto a pile of rocks yeah like there is there is no soft landing for macgyver in this and uh the uh amish boy jacob and the the non Amish girl Christy run and they see that he's injured and uh, Jacob says that he'll go get his family but that the girl has to go because she might get in trouble if they right. find out that she's with him. What what should have happened here though was that the girl should have said I'll go get my family and we'll get him medifact to a hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, because then you wouldn't have this really interesting right. Amish oh, story. Oh, that's right. That would have no 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 it's much more important for this other thing to happen yeah uh the little kid here um i'm not sure how to pronounce this unless it's kai eric erickson it's like k-a-j yeah i would say kai kaj or kai eric erickson um is playing the young kid jacob miller um he has a bunch of credits on imdb but for me the 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 best bang for your buck is the probably the scariest episode of afraid of the dark that i can remember yeah uh, is called The Tale of the Dead Man's Float, and it is super creepy. He plays yeah. Zeke in that episode. Um, and he'll also come back to MacGyver as uh, Tommy Wiley in 610 The Visitor, which is the okay. the aliens yeah. <laughs> yeah. of MacGyver. So, that, I mean, that's kind of space-related a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, not so much. They, they, I don't think they ever leave the planet for that episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jacob uh, goes and gets his family. Like, they basically just leave MacGyver there by himself right like anything could have happened to him while yeah. he was out they just come back and there's just a bear eating him <laughs> um but then we get this really great like uh gladiator scene where like macgyver's just kind of like floating above the ground moving as they carry him yeah and so but you're just seeing it <laughs> from scene. yeah no it's it's, it's, it's like, like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna post the video we'll post the video for it so you well, can see yeah i'll put it in the show notes <laughs> um but uh yeah he's just kind of like hovering over the ground and then it because the his angle where there's just people hovering over him, um, and uh, he just kind of I guess he just regains consciousness in the Amish home of uh, I guess the it's just the Miller family, right? And he says, uh, 
I died and went to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, we're, we're, this is, these are Amish clothes. Yeah. We should have taken you to a hospital, but you're here. You're here now. People die here. Yeah. <laughs> this is where people go to die. <laughs> um, he, he thanks Jacob for bringing him here and he says he wants to thank the little girl as well. But Jacob's kind of like going, nah, don't. Eh, eh, no, yeah. no, no girl. No girl. And, and so MacGyver, MacGyver's like, he's with it. He gets it. Like, oh, yeah, he's no. He's like, I got it. I got it. That's like your side chick. Yeah, yeah. there was no girl. I was just, <laughs> just must have hit my head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back. You're covered, buddy. MacGyver playing Your wife cool. will never know. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you're married. How much people are different? Yeah, you know. Um, as they're letting him rest, so a construction crew arrives to tear down their village. Right. Um, and uh, it's 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 all the great things about MacGyver. It's just like, oh no, it's a small, quaint little village is being threatened by evil corporate America. Yeah. But it's not so it's not so cut and dry because it's also the, it's hard times for like these workers as well. Yeah. Um, and they really need the work, even if it involves displacing this community. Um, but the there's a hot headed one. And apparently they're they're salaried because if they were hourly, they wouldn't. They would hope that this takes longer. Yeah, exactly. They're they're like freelance workers who just desperately need the the job and the pay. Yeah. And it's also going to help their community. It's probably going to bring jobs to their families. Right. Because we all know building a new highway always helps the communities that are along the highway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, not because it's the forties still. Yeah. Highways are still two lane places you can pull off and go to a mom and pop shop. Uh, Stevens, who's like the construction foreman, and he's really just hot-tempered and hot-blooded, and he, he hates them Amish. Yeah. Uh, it chaps his hide the way he <laughs> bleeds for them Amish. <laughs> uh, he, he just is like, you guys gotta get out of here, this is our land now, this government took it. Um, Very angry fella. Yeah. The actor's name is Gary Davey, and he's gonna come back as a building inspector. Probably another terrifying character mm -hmm. in Five Thirteen: Live and Learn. Uh, they call in uh, Reitman, who is the construction company owner. Right, and, and we see Reitman written on all of the crates and everything. Correct. And uh, this is also the twist where we realize that Christy, who's Jacob's the Lamish boy's friend, is the daughter of the guy who's tearing down their home. So yeah. it's all connected. Yeah, she runs up and says, Can we have foot-long hot dogs? And he says, You are a hot dog. <laughs> I just love that line. It's kind of adorable. Yeah, it's just funny. You're just like, I'm not even going to answer your question, yeah. you little hot dog. <laughs> you'll, you'll eat what I make you. <laughs> uh, uh, Reitman, uh, the father, does not want Christy, not only not near the Amish village, but doesn't want him talking to those people. Right. Um, th there's, a, there's a lot of tension. It's kind of like, don't name a pet if you're not going to have it for very long. Yeah, it's like, yeah. please don't talk to these Amish people because it's only going to feel that much worse after mm -hmm. we bulldoze their houses. Um, uh, so Reitman is called in because uh, Stevens is starting to get like agitated with the Amish. And as Reitman arrives, Stevens is just like taking an old man's hat and stepping on it. Yeah. And when one of the uh, younger Amish, who's like also gigantic, <laughs> this gigantic Amish guy yeah. comes in, uh, Stevens tries to pick a fight with him, but he, the guy just grabs him, Stevens, by the arms, and like you can see Stevens struggling to even move. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my, you can see the look on his face, like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to tear me apart. I think that's another Amish stereotype, is like the super, super strong Amish guy. Yeah. Like Randy Quaid gets a little bit of that in Kingpin where it's yeah. just like he's way stronger than he looks like he is. Yeah, yeah, because cause they work all day. Yeah. You know, so they... It's like, no, you don't understand. I raised a barn yesterday. Myself. By myself. <laughs> I don't uh, think that happened. Uh, yeah, William is the name of the uh, the large Amish. Yeah. And and he kind of looks to uh, Mr. Mi Mr. Miller, who's like the, the elder, the town elder. Right, yeah. And Miller just kind of gives him like a quiet... No, it's okay. Let him go, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so William lets him go, and when uh, Stephen starts trying to like knock down their water tower, it's not a water tower. It's like a a well. It's a well, but they're building like a derrick, I guess, to, to right, drill yeah, deeper. To start the, yeah, finish the drilling. Uh, Stephen starts trying to chop at it with an axe, and Jacob throws a baseball at him and hits Jacob, him. Jacob, who is like a ten-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. This is a yeah. This is a very young boy. And when Stevens realized who threw the ball, 
he just starts going at him. He just goes after the kid with an axe. Yeah, he starts, like, aggressively approaching him, and MacGyver comes in and goes, don't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's when Reitman shows up. Yeah, Reitman shows up and (laughs) sees this guy, one of his own crew, going after a kid with an axe um, and says, you know, Stevens, get out of here. You know, you're... You're Why don't you cool off? Get yeah. out of here for a second. Yeah, doesn't fire him. Yeah, no, not fired. No, you, you can't. He's his foreman. Right. You got you to gotta maintain the order. Uh, uh, Reitman apologizes because he, he, he doesn't not like the Amish. Right. He, he just... He, there's no personal begrudging yeah. against them. It's just, it's just look, there's, there's a... We have to finish this interchange. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring a lot of jobs to the community. We're on schedule. There's only one alternate route, and it goes through Swampland. Right. It's going to cost three times as much. And the government paid you, in accordance with eminent domain, mm-hmm. like a fair price for your land. So you should just relocate. Right. But, but the elder is just, no, we get, we gave that money back. Right. We're not interested. Uh, uh, Reitman threatens to call in the police, and Miller, Elder Miller says... You do what you have to do, and we'll do what we have to do. Right, and they sort of part ways there. Yeah. Um, so Reitman just tells everybody to uh, to clear out for the day. They're going to come back and uh, give them a give them a, give them another day to sort it out. Um, MacGyver tries to talk to Elizabeth, who's the uh, daughter in law of the Elder Miller. Her his son, her husband, died uh, unknown time. Right. Because uh, of the absence of medevacs. Yeah. <laughs> presumably. He, d- he died from an injury to, your, to his head, just like you, Mr. <laughs> um. Very similar to yours. In fact, you're showing the same symptoms. <laughs> the actress playing Elizabeth here is Ruth D'Souza, or Souza. Um, and she played Anna Jones, who was Indiana Jones's mother on the Young Indiana Jones uh, series and in a couple of the TV movies. The Sean Patrick Flannery right, series. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think replaced MacGyver in its time slot when the show left. Yeah, um, that sounds right. And she also played the secretary in Hook, and she played huh. a New York ticket agent in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Interesting. Those were the three credits that I was most interested by. The only time that there would have been a secretary is that opening scene in Hook. Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking. It had to be the first, the very beginning when mm-hmm. he's in the office, yeah. So back at the uh, construction yard, Reitman is just like, Saying, "Hey guys, we'll get we'll get started the day after tomorrow," and Stevens is still kind of ranting and raving about yeah, it. Yeah, still trying to pick a fight. Um, and as Reitman leaves, he's trying to like Stevens is trying to rally the other crew to him. It's like, oh, you know, you said like, please for them, Amish. Maybe someone ought to teach him a lesson. And everyone is just leaving. Yeah, like, everybody's like, "Why don't you cool down?" Yeah, everyone is ignoring him. You Why think don't it's going to go some time off. <laughs> yeah, you think he's going to rally the troops behind his cause, and it's yeah. just like, no, he's just one crazy guy. He's just one crazy guy. He does not represent the group. But Reitman pulls him aside at one point and says, "Like, look, you gotta, you gotta calm down on this. If I catch you doing anything like that again, you are fired." Yeah. It's like, what if you catch him trying to murder a child a second time? <laughs> he's fired. And then he turns to the rest of the crew. And he says, "That goes for all of you." Any of you guys tries to kill a child twice, and you're off this this construction yard. That's that's a line I drew in the sand. <laughs> Look, somebody tried to kill my kid once. I let him get away with it. They came back, and they almost did it again. And that's where I draw the line. <laughs> that, the, the actor playing Reitman here is uh, Alan Lysel, who we just had as Dorman in the spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to come back in uh, Ceasefire and Bitter Harvest. God, that wasn't really that long ago either. No, I mean it was the it was towards the end of last season. Right, right, right. But I, you know, it's funny. Like I recognized him, but I didn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, um, as everyone leaves Stevens alone, Stephen just kind of looks over to this cargo container that's just labeled explosives, and you yeah. can just see like the glint in his eye as he's kind of like planning something. Uh, menace. He's like got this menacing stare at the. Oh, and uh, and uh, when they show that that the big crate that says explosives on it. Uh, the uh, Nick at the, the MacGyver project pointed out that over the top of it, you can see like a skyscraper like oh. peeking over the top. Yeah. Of the, and it's just like, wait, I thought we were in the middle of nowhere. What's, what's going on? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess my only thing about that would be, is that the construction is in a local community, but they wouldn't have 
skyscraper. Yeah, but they were they were so close to the site of of the Amish community. It yeah, just yeah. Seems like that should not be there. It's kind of like the um the two gigantic buildings in Oxnard. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're just like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's like you can see them for miles because there's nothing but fields around here, and all of a sudden there's just two gigantic office buildings. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So, the uh, next morning, I guess, uh, early morning, MacGyver's being woken up by Elizabeth for the breakfast. Yeah. Because, like, it's a farm, they get up early, the men have gone to get MacGyver's Jeep, um, out of that, uh, embankment. Yeah, it's like in a quarry, practically. Yeah. It's like smashed on the rocks. It's like, at this point, you know, they bring back the Jeep, and it's just totally smashed. Yeah. And... Um, it, it's they like, have perfectly good buggies all over the place, mm-hmm. but for some reason they're forcing him to fix his own Jeep. Yeah, it's like MacGyver should ride into town, get a real tow truck, get his car, Yeah, like, get go to a real hospital. I mean, I get the whole thing, you're supposed to be... But it doesn't make sense for him to try to fix it himself. Yeah. it's He could probably get it started and maybe get it running, but you can see the steering wheel when they bring it. It's all warped. Yeah. It's like, you can't drive this legally yeah. on the road. And how far could you possibly get before it actually something else goes wrong with or it? Or just exploded. Yeah. Um, so in between uh, fixing the Jeep, we have like a uh, a, a, sh- a short scene where they're um, playing baseball with right. like Jacob. Like MacGyver's like throwing a ball back and forth with Jacob. And the ball goes past MacGyver and goes next to William, who's the big, strong Amish. And when MacGyver tries to get his attention to throw the ball, everyone turns and shuns him. Yeah, the kid who he would be throwing the ball to turns to face away from him. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of skipped over the story of Will's, like, Will's backstory. Doesn't doesn't it get touched on before this point, and that's why we know what's going on when everyone turns to look away from him? Yeah, yeah. It's it's when the Jeep first arrives, like, Max saying, I can sure you some help, maybe from that guy over there, because he seems, like, really strong. Yeah. And we see him, like, lifting, like, whole wagon wheels by himself and stuff. And Elizabeth is explaining why they can't use him. Right. Uh, yeah, he's been shunned because it—it's kind of weird because they say that he ran away and like went crazy and lived in the city for two year, two weeks or two months. Sorry. They say two months, really? They say two months. Rumspring is supposed to be longer than that. I thought Rumspring yeah. was like a year. Well, and they never and they never say Rumspring. Right. Like they—they they never mention that. That's so like, maybe this is like a particular sect of the Amish community that doesn't that doesn't do that, that doesn't do Rumspring. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's like. The Amish encourage their their kids. It's when you're like 17 or 18, you get time to experience the real world and decide whether or not you're going to be a part of that or whether you want to come back to the Amish community. Mm. There's a really great documentary that I recommend to anyone. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. Yeah. It's called Devil's Playground. Devil's Playground. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing because what happens to the the particular kids that they're following in this instance, they just get into like crazy hardcore stuff because they've been so sheltered from it the mm-hmm. whole time. That, like, some of them are, like, dealing drugs within, like, two weeks, and they're they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Stuff like people that, that have been in the real world the whole time yeah. would never even consider doing just because they've they've been more appropriately, like, warned about it. Right. And, uh, and by the end of the documentary, like, the kids that were, like, in the deepest, craziest stuff are some of the kids that go back to being in the Amish community. Yeah. Because they're just like... Wow, this was this is terrifying. I I understand why people don't want to do that. And it's like, well, you could you could have taken it a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't have to go so crazy with it. But um, but yeah, it's really interesting to see which kids decide. You know what? I'm okay not being uh, a part of that community, and which kids are like, I need to go back to that. Mm-hmm. I can't survive out here. Um, but it, yeah, it seems weird that an entire community would just shun this guy for participating in something that's a fairly common Amish oh, practice, right? But again, we don't know what what brand of a uh, Amish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brand. So brand I, yeah, they're I, manufactured. I, I, I <laughs> try not to be offensive, um, but I, I use the wrong word. They're not listening. I promise. <laughs> yeah, they can't. Hey, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I can tell you people what I really think about those Amish folk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, they they're waiting for the ball to come back. From uh, from William and everyone turns to face away from him except for MacGyver obviously right and then Elizabeth kind of turns back and gives him kind of an apologetic like I'm sorry I have to do this and then mm-hmm. turns and runs away right she's she's very upset by the whole thing yeah and really it's MacGyver's fault for for it's not MacGyver's fault it's the kid's fault for throwing it so badly yeah. that it went uh. way over MacGyver's head 
Um, the the next scene is. Uh, uh, oh well. By the we, way, if you are listening, happy Rumspringa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of of you on Rumspringa and are listening to podcasts. And what are you holding? <laughs> Post a message on our our Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MacGyver tries to fix his truck, um, uh, Jeep, and you know, it he, he has them lifted up, and he literally like takes three cranks on a socket wrench. He goes, "That should do it." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Nick Sweeto pointed out also that uh, in in the movie Witness that he also fixes a car in a barn mm. while he's staying with the Amish community. <laughs> so it's another connection to that. Yeah. Different stories, obviously. Witness, yeah, that like, one. That one's very different from the story happening here. Yeah, like for those of you who don't know, witnesses a child, a young Amish boy, witnesses uh, uh, a murder, and Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford is supposed to be there to protect him mm-hmm. um, from people that are trying to trying cover to get up him. the crime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, that night, as their uh, elder Miller is giving the evening prayer for supper. Um, we, it's this really great scene. I really loved it because it, it's, it shows him giving the prayer, but then it cuts outside and you just st- steer, still hear him giving the prayer Right. Yeah. over Stevens running around the village with a, like a long, uh, detonating line. Yeah. And he starts planting explosives all around the, uh, water derrick tower. And, uh, so, and as, as just as like Miller is finishing the prayer, he lifts up the detonator plunger and pushes it down blows up the rig and it you know falls over and they all run out to to see it toppling and burning on the ground yeah uh it's a really dramatic it's really dramatic like this is a really great act two like oh my gosh i'm actually surprised that the whole thing tipped over because it seems like if there was dynamite under all four legs of it i'm not sure how that would work like unless Mm. the whole thing broke apart which it doesn't seem to break apart it seems like it would have just kind of well, thrown up and landed back on its legs the way it was. <laughs> I, I, w- I think it would have fallen over in one way or another. Um, Depending on how evenly he planted the explosive. Exactly. Um, plus, like, he doesn't seem like he's very competent. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, he really should have had, like, like he should have been drinking for this whole scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, it like, would have been, like, you show him, like, planting the explosives, and it's like, oh, I get it. He's on hard times, and he also has a drinking problem. Yeah, like, like, like show him taking, like, a, a yeah, couple swigs from a flask. he's taking a swig every time he, he dunks a, a wad of dynamite underneath one of the legs of this thing. Mm-hmm. Just hammer home that you don't like yeah. this guy. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the next day, during the day, uh, the construction crew starts to get ready for work, and MacGyver rides in on a buggy. Which he should have been doing around already anyway, yeah. like, to get help for his car. Um, he goes to talk to Reitman about the explosion and basically threatens him in a manner of legal action of, are you missing explosives? We need to have your inventory checked or we can call the state police and have them check it. Yeah. And Reitman is just immediately suspecting Stevens because Stevens just came up and said, you don't know it was us that did it or basically... Yeah, you before don't... MacGyver even accuses them of anything, yeah, he just says, "So there was an explosion in our and the the um, the Derek for the well was knocked over last night." He's like, "Yeah, well, you don't have any proof that we did it at all." Yeah, it's like, "Hold on a second, buddy." Back, back. <laughs> but since you said that, why yeah. don't we check your inventory of dynamite? And then mm-hmm. the guy, the the Reitman's just like, "Well, that won't be necessary." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already know who did it. Um, Reitman punches Stevens to the ground and then says he's fired. Yeah. Not realizing that they're both fired now because Raymond's going to get sued out of his company for punching someone in the face. Right. For punching an employee in the face. Um, MacGyver says that the Amish aren't going to press charges, but Reitman says, don't worry, I am uh, for, you know, theft of, theft of explosives. Because I'm sure yeah. that stuff's expensive. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't help the Amish community that he's pressing charges. It only helps Reitman. Yeah. And, uh, and but Reitman also tells MacGyver that this isn't, going to change anything about the Amish being moved. Right. That they still need to get the Amish out and that they're going to be there tomorrow. And MacGyver says, so will I. Yeah. And so as a, as the construction crew arrives, you know, Reitman pleads with them one more time, like, 
you know, the police come and the police ask him to disperse. And so they all the, hold hands and yeah, form a line. They form a line and they let, they allow MacGyver into the line. Like Elder Miller allows MacGyver in, but, but they, they don't let Will in. They still don't let Will in. He stands behind his sister, at least. Um, Maybe he did something really terrible while he was in Armstrong. He must that they just have. Don't touch on. Yeah, like he must have done something like utterly Maybe he had deplorable. A twin brother who overdosed. Maybe that, that's, that's how the hu- that's how the husband died. Yeah. Like, like he killed her husband. Yeah. He murdered her husband on Rumspringa. Hey, we're allowed to commit murder for this year. No, no, no. That's not. How this Rumspringa isn't the purge. No. I watched the movie. I thought that. <laughs> he got out of the movie The Purge and just started stabbing people. <laughs> What a great holiday. What a terrible time for this movie to come out. <laughs> uh, and uh, so the, the they have one tractor to start, like a bulldozer to start, start moving in. They say, clean up the area around the derrick first. Maybe they'll get the idea and leave, even though yeah. that's where they're kind of linked together. But this line of people would be very easy to drive around. There's maybe 20 people in the line. Yeah, they're, they're, it doesn't seem like it's a very big community. And I don't know if that's because Amish communities don't get that large or if it's just an extra payment thing. We can't hire yeah, so yeah. many extra because we already have like all these people playing crew, all these people playing Amish. Yeah. Um, this was a heavily casted episode. Yeah. It's probably everybody else that was on set was asked to wear their most Amish mm-hmm. outfit. <laughs> Luckily, the... Of course, like, it's too bad now because now everyone has, like, like uh, crazy beards. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the in thing. And, yeah. like, it's like, oh, man, that would have been perfect for nowadays. But they would have all had to shave off the mustaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, as the bulldozer approaches the Derek and the chain, Christy, the Reitman's daughter, runs out and, like, starts pleading with them for to stop. But the bulldozer doesn't stop. Yeah, she's right in front of a bulldozer for a while as the bulldozer yeah. is approaching. And, and everyone's yelling, stop, stop, what are you doing? Yeah, the guy can clearly see her. She's yeah. wearing bright red. And, and, and she's shouting, and everyone else is shouting at him. Yeah, and the, and the bulldozer bucket or plow thing is down. Yeah. It's way down on the ground. Like, he can yeah. see over it. Yeah, it's going to take her right at the shins. <laughs> He's just gonna scoop. But they finally get the guy to stop. I wanted Reitman to be like, "All right, that's strike one for you. (laughs) If you try to kill anyone again, any more children, you're getting punched out." What is it with this crew and children? (laughs) Look, our parents got killed by children. Yeah, Uh, these are the victims of the children of the corn. Oh gosh, (laughs) that's why everyone wants this community out. (laughs) Uh, so uh. As Chrissy's trying to plead with her father about, you know, leaving the Amish alone and, and Jacob's like her friend, uh, she takes too many steps backwards towards the well. It's kind of like a Last Crusade where uh, the girl's got the, the, the cup, you know, she's crossing right, yeah, the seal. Because yeah. as soon as she, she hits this point in the dirt, everything just collapses. Yeah, and, the, and it's re- the sand just gives way under her feet. It looks really good. Yeah, they do I a mean, good job like, with it. like she slips down in this tunnel and she gets wedged in between like a, a section of wood. Right. And this is where the story kind of pivots to being the baby Jessica story. Which, right. if you don't know, in 1987, uh, October of 87, which was a year and a month before this episode came out, a girl named uh, Jessica, I think she was like 18 months old, like really, really young girl, mm-hmm. um, fell in a well in Midland, Texas. But it wasn't like a big well. It was like a really, really tight well. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the same thing where... Her arms were pinned at her sides. She couldn't actually get herself out in yeah. any way. So um, they ended up doing kind of a similar thing to what they end up doing here, which is, I mean, her arms are stuck by her side, so they can't just lower a rope to get her out. Right. And so the first thing they do is pull all the equipment away. Reitman says, get all these tractors back. Right, right. I want everything, like, I don't want anything closer than 20 feet. Because the, the weight of all the, of all that is displacing the dirt. Right. E- even even MacGyver tells them to stand to stand back. Like, even just their own physical weight is too much. Yeah. And there's a tractor with a, with a shovel head on it, and MacGyver asks how long the boom is, and Reitman says it's 25 feet. So it can still, they can approach the hole mm-hmm. um, without coming within 20 feet of it. And uh, so MacGyver climbs up on the outside of it, which is pretty, it's a neat trick yeah. there. I mean, it's actually Richard Dean Anderson yeah, on his shovel like head. Yeah, like just climbs up onto this bucket. And, and then they just pick him up and carry it over the hole so that he can kind of survey the situation. And we see her arms are pinned between these these braces in the well. 
so that she can't pull them up mm-hmm. above her shoulders. Yeah, if 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 she tries to move too much, she'll either slip through and fall further. Um, so she's... and they ask the elder how deep the well is, and he says that it's it's thirty feet deep, and they've drilled another twenty feet below yeah, that. So, so, but she's only eight feet down. Right. So if she loses her grip here, she's going to fall forty-two feet into the bottom of this yeah. well. Yeah. Probably get banged up on the way down. Yeah. Before drowning in the muddy water. She could throw her arms out and probably stop herself. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure she I'm could. I'm giving her, like, superhero powers to just <laughs> grip onto everything. This is like the girl in Lost World, right? right you know, exactly. She's just going to, like, be a gymnastics expert yeah. and just, like, grab onto everything. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as the they start working through the night to, to dig the side tunnel, but... Uh, the more they dig, like they're collapsing parts of the tunnel, and yeah, the dirt is is too loose to just dig her out from where mm-hmm. she is. So they decide they need to dig a parallel, uh, a parallel well, and then mm-hmm. dig a tunnel across, which is what they did with Baby Jessica. Yeah. Also on the Simpsons. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was also a Simpsons episode. Sending our love down a well. <laughs> um, Christy starts having trouble breathing because she uh, one of the things plot devices of this episode is that she has asthma right um which we've seen her using the inhaler throughout the episode so it's not a right, surprise yeah. or anything like that um and uh so they figure they they must get an inhaler to her but jacob's the only one small enough to fit down the well and whenever they show this top-down view of the well there's like there's like a digital overlay of a, a tunnel yeah. going down so it's like they just filmed her in a small area and then just have like this image of a of a hole matted over the top yeah matted over the top that looks like it's going to the horizon you know yeah uh it looks it looks it looks good yeah like i i like you can tell what they're doing but it still looks decent yeah uh and so they start they uh using the same bucket the boom they lower jacob down on a harness and he's just got the the inhaler on him Mm -hmm. so that he can because she can't even bring her hands up so he has to actually like pump it into her mouth right um, and so he gets down to where she is and she's still kind of wheezing. And then he tells her that he's going to, he's going to help her. He's going to help rescue her and mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. And then he, he gives her the, inha- or he lets her use the inhaler a couple times and she, her breathing kind of goes back to normal. Right. Uh, but then he decides to stay down in the well with her. Yeah. Cause, cause she's, she's like, scared. please don't leave me. Please don't go away. And he's like, oh, I'm not gonna. And then he just yeah. takes off the ropes. And yeah. when they try and pull him back up, they're like, oh, we lost a lot of weight or I got to get stronger. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a, the second big twist of this is that, that he's going to stay down. Now, now, now we're all two... in trouble for child endangerment because yeah. we put a second kid in the well. Uh, and the guy was like, well, I got to get back to the foundation. Well. <laughs> ah, sorry, bad taste. <laughs> you guys got enough problems. You don't need me hanging around. Uh, my work is done here. I'm surprised that the construction crew wasn't like, are there any more children? <laughs> send more kids. <laughs> Let's send more kids down there. <laughs> Maybe we can clog it with children. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the problem. We're not trying to clog the well. Uh, they'll displace the water and they'll swim up. Yeah. They're pumping in water below them. Just spray a hose down there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll frack them out. <laughs> uh, so that night... Uh, oh no an earthquake oh no (laughs) we didn't listen uh uh that night like more more people keep arriving on the scene like medical crews and all this stuff but no one can do anything so it's just kind of like clogging up the whole like area yeah um but now we see that they've dug a huge hole next to the well um, and they're and, digging sort of a mine shaft horizontally across, right. they, which they, is where they ran into problems getting baby Jessica out because it was like really solid bedrock and all the drilling equipment that they had was to drill through layers downward. Mm-hmm. But because they had to drill horizontally through the bedrock, they couldn't break through the rock that way. It took 58 hours to get Jeez. her out of that well, which was enough time for it to become like a national news story. Right, right. So she just turned 25 in uh, 2011. And when she did, she received a trust fund from donations that was worth up to $800,000. Jeez. So she bought a house with it. She lives like two miles away from the well that she fell in. <laughs> I, would have, I would have had it like demolished. Yeah. Um, where I'm, I... sure, I'm pretty sure they filled it in with like, oh, okay. concrete. There's like a plug on the top that says, this is the well, the baby Jessica. But it's literally like, you know, it's like a 10-inch diameter right, well. Right. It's, not a, it's not a full-size well like this one. 
out of where my mom lives uh, in western New York State, um, there's a kind of an open field with two big, huge wells. Yeah. Like you can see like these – they're they're like four or five feet in diameter, these concrete tunnels. Yeah. Um, but they're, they've been filled in with dirt. Yeah. So like, you know, like because they were old and whatever. Yeah. But it's cool because like you go in – you just see like this big concrete cylinder and you look down. It's just full of dirt. But you can see the ladder going yeah. down into nothing. Yeah. Like it just goes down into dirt. Yeah. Um, so – uh, this is a weird side story, but there's an, a near here where we are, uh, there's like an abandoned field and there's some of those old, uh, concrete irrigation towers that they like fill up with water yeah, and, yeah. and the water displaces throughout the field. Yeah. And I, I thought to myself about those wells and I'm thinking, I wonder if they filled those up with dirt, um, to keep people from like falling in. Right. Yeah. So, cause there's a ladder leading up to it and yeah. I'm with my father and I'm like, you know, I'm going to check it out real quick. So before I get, you know, look at the You get up to the top and there's just four skeletons at the bottom. Well, no, it's even worse. Because <laughs> what? It's worse. Because I, I, I grabbed the hole of the ladder. It's really rusted because it's been out there for 50, 60 years. You know, yeah, it's yeah. an old, old land. And so I thought, well, I better make sure I can hold my weight. So I kicked the rung of the ladder and it was like kickstarting a motorcycle. Could all of a sudden, <laughs> bees just erupted out of the top oh, of this God. thing. And they descended on my dad first, even though I was right there. Yeah. And I yelled something stupid like, bees. <laughs> I just went, bees. And my dad and I just start running because we got killer bees here. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, my gosh. I don't know what kind of bees these are, but we're just going to run. Did you guys get stung at all? I didn't get stung at all. My dad got stung three times. Ugh. You know, what saved me is, like, I wear these loose shirts uh, over my shirt. Yeah. And they kept getting – they were – all the bees were stinging. Inside your shirt? Yeah, they were all stuck to the inside of my shirt, stinging it. Oh, gosh. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad I wear these shirts. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Yeah. And my poor, you know, my poor dad, he's, he doesn't have very good lung capacity, and so he has to run yeah. from these bees yeah. out in this field. It was super crazy. That's insane. That's my bee, one of my bee stories. Speaking I, of falling into wells, though, have you seen uh, – uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday? No. Yet? Okay, so the trailer, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for it. It looked pretty rough. It didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. But the movie's actually really funny. I really enjoyed it. It feels a lot like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Um, it's because it's a road movie mm-hmm. situation and uh, just really well written. Uh, Paul Rust wrote it with Paul Rubens. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Rust, if you don't, do you know Paul Rust? I, like, it seems like I know the name, but. He, uh, he's a funny UCB guy. He, he's on uh, Judd Apatow's new show, Love. Okay. He's, he's like the male lead of that show, but really funny guy. I, I saw him at, um, we went to the Ghostbusters live read, and he was reading all the Rick Moranis lines. Oh, nice. Um, I was but, one with Mae Whitman? Yeah, Mae yeah. Whitman was, uh, was, I think she was Janine Melnitz. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dax Shepard's wife. Kristen Bell? Yeah, Kristen Bell was... Uh, <laughs> I, I never watched her shows, so I, 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 love I never that, I love that you remember name. Dax Shepard over Kristen Bell. Because he was Bell. there. That's the only okay. reason I remember that. Uh, but she was Dana, and then I think Seth Rogen was Vankman, Rain Wilson was Egon, and Jack Black was was Dan Aykroyd. Mm. Um, but it was that was a lot of fun. But um, that was a long tangent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Paul Rust wrote it, and he's in it as like this, just a minor character. But towards the end of the movie, there's there's a bit about Pee Wee getting stuck in a well. But um, when I was watching it, uh, if you'll recall back uh, when we were covering season one, episode eight, Hellfire, um, I was talking to uh, Cooper Huckabee, and he mentioned that he had just auditioned for a part in the Pee Wee Herman movie, mm. and that he was really hoping that he would get something that he would hear back from them. And uh, and I had forgotten about that yeah, until yeah. I was watching the movie, and suddenly it, there's a scene in the middle of it where um, Pee Wee's getting married to some farmer's daughter, and sure enough, the reverend at the wedding <laughs> is Cooper Huckabee. So it sounds like he he got the gig. Yeah, he got yeah. to be in a Pee Wee Herman movie. Nice. Which is awesome because uh, he sounded really excited about the prospect of that happening because he was a big fan of the the other Pee Wee movies. So I'm glad he got to be in one and a good one at that. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, congratulations to him. Uh, yeah. I should send him an email and just mm-hmm. say, hey, I noticed you in this. But, um, but yeah, so that's neat. So, if you're watching yeah. uh, Pee-wee's uh, Big Holiday, which is available streaming on Netflix now, um, you can find him uh, somewhere at the, near the halfway point as a, as a reverend at a wedding. Nice. So, back to MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough about Wells. Yeah, that's enough about our, our, our life and our stories. Um, uh, they've d- so, they dug the side tunnel, or they dug the, the parallel tunnel. Now, they need to get to the side. Right. 
And Will, who's the shunned Amish, he asks if he can help. And he even looks to Miller to for verification, like, like or for approval. Like, can, yeah. I, can I help? And Miller gives him, like, a, a, a nod. Yes, you can. Um, it is weird that they're all willing to talk to MacGyver, who's lived with technology his whole life, and that this yeah. guy has to ask for permission for everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is like the, I don't want to say juxtaposition, but this is like the, the contrast, you know, yeah. MacGyver. It, it's just like, why would he need to ask for permission to help save, like, their son, too? Like, Jacob's down that well, too. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you are allowed to help these people save Jacob. Right. Uh, I think I think he just wanted some kind of approval yeah, from, yeah. from the elder. He just likes seeing him nod. Mm-hmm. He's got a good nod. It's a fine nod, it's, English. It's, it's actually a pretty awesome nod. Um, we get a couple of scenes of, uh, Jacob and Christy in the well. They're, they're a little hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they're kids. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I feel like the, 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 the secret of playing Amish for this episode is to just not be, use contractions. Yeah. Don't use contractions and try and be as like unemotive as possible. Mm-hmm. And, if if that was their instruction, they were doing an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's not especially interesting to see because she really doesn't seem scared aside mm-hmm. from whatever lines she's saying, and he doesn't seem to acknowledge the danger right. of their situation at all. If you had a village full of datas from Next Generation, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're all very they're very robotic. Um. So as they start digging the side tunnel, the dirt just keeps filling it in. As the more they dig, it just keeps coming in more and more. So MacGyver comes up with the idea to uh, use barrels to support. To fortify, yeah. Yeah, because they, they said, like, we can't just keep shoring it up foot by foot. We need to, like, do it in bigger sections. So pushing these barrels in allows, like, the dirt to pile up around it. And uh, they just kind of, like, keep adding more and more barrels, pushing yeah. them through. Which seems, like, really hard. Because it seems like he's, they're just pushing them in by hand and, like, uh, one after the other. Yeah. It seems like eventually you wouldn't just be able to keep doing that. Yeah. But, they make it all the way to the uh, threshold of the well wall, which is like wooden planks. Right. And um, at this point, also Christy has slipped down a little bit more, and Jacob is forced to just, hold he's her. Just holding her by her shirt, basically, yeah. to keep her up. Yeah. He has, but he has to continue to hold her this time now. Yeah. Uh, so now, as MacGyver just kind of punches through the well, we can see actually now from this angle how small the well is. Yeah. Because it's really hard to get a sense because it seems like such a big hole. But you can tell how tight it is from underneath. Yeah. Like MacGyver, as he comes in, his head is pretty much the only thing that he can fit inside the width of the well. Yeah, it's like 18 inches by 18 inches Mm -hmm. square. And uh, so he kind of gets himself in there and has Jacob lower Christy down to him and feeds her into the the barrel tunnel and then he has Jacob kind of do the same thing like it's in there but all this time the um all the support beams and braces are starting to give way under the the weight of the dirt which is crazy because they're only like we said they're she was only eight feet underground the 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 parallel hole they dug was maybe 10 feet deep Mm -hmm. so there's not that much dirt on top of it and these are like heavy planks big timbers yeah these are supposed to be used for this purpose and they're not holding up to 10 feet of dirt on top of well i guess i guess my my only explanation was that a bundle of dynamite did recently explode on top of yeah, them. Yeah, that's their fault then for using that same wood. Yeah. It's like, well, what should we fortify it with? Well, there's this charred <laughs> yeah. piece of wood from this, the explosion co- yesterday. Yeah, dig it up, put it right here. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so the kids manage to get out. Um, we get a quick dramatic moment for MacGyver where he slips and um, uh, William is yelling to him, MacGyver, you have to hurry, the tunnel's collapsing. And MacGyver can't even get up to where he needs to, to get to. Yeah. Um, but so he falls in the well and gets buried. And that's, yeah, buried alive. That's the end of MacGyver. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He uh, he gets through the barrel tunnel and he realizes, uh, like, William is kind of basically, like, slothing it from Goonies. Like, he's holding up the whole thing with just his back. Yeah. Um, and uh, so MacGyver just kind of, like, braces himself and jumps out, pushing William out as they both fly out of the tunnel. Yeah. And... It's great because, like, the whole tunnel really collapses. Yeah, like, you see all the sand just go fall down. It's like, this is definitely a one-take situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, all the wooden planks, like, snap forward and dirt comes out of, like, the, the sections. It's like, okay, that was... that was. Ble- oh, no, and, you, and you see the hole. Like, the hole erupts with yeah, air. Yeah, it's a definitely believable collapse. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everyone's happy. Like, everyone's uh, 
you know, cheering and, and congratulating. Uh, and uh, William gets a handshake and a good yaw from Elder Miller, like, you've yeah. done good, lad. We'll officially look at you now. Mm-hmm. The, the Act 5 roundup... Uh, it does its best to yeah. quell the problem of the episode. doesn't really do the whole job. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Reitman comes back to the Amish house and says that that Christie's fine, obviously, because they got her out of the well. They know that already. Yeah. Um, that he's going to go back to the planning commission and ask for permission to take the, the highway through the swampland. Yeah. He even said though, it's probably useless, but I'm going right. to go back to them. Right. Like, fully setting us up for, they're probably not going to listen to me and I'll be back here to demolish your house yeah. in a couple of weeks. Well, and then MacGyver comes in and says, the Phoenix Foundation has, has done work with reclaiming marshland and we can help you out. Yeah. And I was like, that, that was like the nicest way they could think of to word it, like yeah. reclaiming marshland. It's like, you're talking about destroying an environmental marshland so yeah. that you can build an interstate? That's The Phoenix Foundation is working on that? Yeah. That seems like a DXS job to me. <laughs> That's like, how many episodes ago, the, the assassin one? That he was like trying to stop them from destroying a natural habitat. Yeah, like he was trying to save like a beach. Yeah, and the negotiator. Yeah, and and now like he's like the Phoenix Foundation is completely willing to destroy an entire marshland. I also like the term reclaim marshland. Like this used to be our territory before yeah. the marsh encroached <laughs> on it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take it back. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it, it seems like the the Phoenix Foundation is really willing to compromise its principles. But then so is Mr. Miller because he says. And I will go to the city and legally fight with you yeah. for it. Because he they already established that he's like old time Amish and right. doesn't do anything with the English, even yeah. the laws. Like he doesn't yeah. And there there are ways to, to fight back against um, eminent domain. Eminent domain payments and things like that if if you're really willing to fight to protect the area that's that's being taken from you. Mm-hmm. But these people, because they're Amish, just don't fight back for any reason, even yeah. legally. And so, so he's willing to compromise his principles to to save the town, too, I yeah. guess. You know what I thought was going to happen here? I really hoped that this would happen. Like, when as soon as Reitman said that the, the only other route is through Swampland and it's going to take three times as long, I was thinking, I know how this episode is going to end. The Amish are going to help build the road because they need more crew and they'll work for free in order to save their own town. Yeah. Um, but they'll help build the road so it won't take as long through the marshland. Right. Well, that's how this is going to go. That's how this should go. Yeah. Because that makes the most sense. Yeah. Like, they're willing... Although 20 people aren't going to help build an interstate. No, but it, but it, but it would have been but like But in a, TV land, it could have. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have been a grand gesture. Like, we're willing to do whatever it takes to save our village. We sent smoke signals to all the other Amish in the yeah. area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how they communicate. Long I, distance. I, I thought that that would have been a fantastic way to close it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's too much to be, like if the Amish had already started reclaiming some of the marshland, like yeah. to farm on and stuff. Like, but instead, it ends like pirates, where McGavish just like, "Yep, we got all the people to do that for you, so we're just gonna go do the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry about it. You sit right here. Yeah. We'll go find that treasure. Yeah. Every, everything's going to be solved off camera. Yeah. Uh, or not. Or not. Yeah. yeah. It was, or the litigation will just get thrown out of court, and they'll just say, "All right." Go back to this town yeah. and bulldoze the houses again. Or or worse, Reitman's construction is going to be taken off this project because of all the delays that they've caused. Yeah. He's definitely way over schedule. Um, I think he made a mistake undercutting everybody yeah. on his bid. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of a weird ending. I do like the episode. Yeah, I, no, it's a good episode. Yeah, um, There's really no logic problems to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, no MacGyverisms, really. Um, I thought like he was going to do like an Ernest goes to camp kind of like, I mean, the closest the thing I would crew. say that maybe using the barrels is fortification. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, there's really not using a thing as a different thing mm-hmm. anywhere in this. And I thought it was going to be an amnesia episode. And he when he wakes like, up with a he, bandage on his head. Yeah. I was like, Oh, he's going to think he's Amish or, or he's not going to know. So he's going to be become Amish for a while. Yeah. Um, Nothing so grand. Yeah. Like, and, and they try to set it up because, like, in Witness, Harrison Ford starts to, like, kind of casually fall in love with the Amish girl. Yeah, there's really no indication of a love story here. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, he does interact with Elizabeth a lot, there's never any kind of a romantic right. connection. Um, they they kind of, like, they kind of, they try to start something. But Between it, her and William? Well, because, um, it, like, a, 
off camera, she tells a story about how MacGyver talked to Jacob about throwing the ball at Stevens. Yeah. And she appreciated it. Yeah. I was like, well, when did that happen? It's like, oh, I guess it happened. After that scene. It happened in a scene that we didn't see, and now she's explaining the scene that happened. And also, she ran away as soon as he threw the ball, and the yeah. whole conversation happened. So, yeah, she wouldn't have seen anything that happened then. Yeah. Um, uh, and, like, MacGyver says, like, he misses his father, and she says, so do I. And then she kind of, like, says, your breakfast is ready for you. Like, like, like you will be my replacement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing... I'm very lonely. Here's your breakfast. Yeah. Like, yeah, but nothing like that happens. Yeah. Um, it, it's kept very, very casual, um, which is good. It's fine. Like I, it's MacGyver helps this, this, this small community. Yeah, I mean, he spends a significant portion of this series being relatively asexual. Yeah. Like even in episodes where he works very closely with a female for large parts of it. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, he also does have a lot of ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. But the negotiator was probably like even though it was a trap, it was the most intensive relationship we've seen him in. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, he was in love. Yeah. And so we've, we have not seen that. Um, and and at least not since the gauntlet, where he definitely... Impli- Acted impl- on his yeah, attraction. Yeah, there, there was definite implications that things happened. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, it was, this is a good episode. Um, I didn't remember it at all. Like I, I. So you had amnesia about it. Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> Which am is why I? you thought it was about amnesia. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good one. I think that's about it for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any thoughts you want to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com/slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 4, Episode 4, A Wing and a Prayer. Yeah. So we're going to get some Jack. I'm Jack Dalton here. is back. Um, so you have that to look forward to. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.